What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about Film on the Rocks because it's been a Colorado essential summer event for over 20 years. I've been there. Mace has been there. So many of us have been to Film on the Rocks. They feature live performances and movies under the stars at iconic Red Rocks Park and Amphitheater. The summer series combines some of the best in culture, views, and cult classics. It's a movie experience like no other, and the the viewings are filling up fast. So make sure to get tickets in advance. It is such a cool experience and opportunity. If you're not into concerts or you don't have that, you don't want to pay the crazy price to go see a concert at Red Rocks. Well, go see a film on the rocks. They start the shows right when the sun goes down and you get the experience of being at Red Rocks. You get to see an awesome movie. And also the the culture and community there is pretty darn cool for a lot of these movies. People dress up. They know the lines. It's a very, very cool experience. And film on the rocks is back this summer. They have movies such as The Lost Boys, Goldeneye, Legally Blonde, Independence Day, The Shining, Jurassic Park, Casino Royale, Princess Bride, and so many more. Those are classics. You know I'm going to be there probably for that Casino Royale one. And guys, you have a drive-in option that is amazing. You can also buy tickets for the amphitheater. May through August, they have 21 drive-in movie options for a date night or a great family outing. It's a state-of-the-art 55-foot LED screen and here's the price it's 59.50 per car and you can pack as many people as you want in your car or of course you can also get tickets to the amphitheater where those shows are $16 for general admission and 32 for VIP I'm so pumped for film on the rocks being back make sure to check them out and get in to see one of those shows get your tickets in advance all right Mace let's hop into the show Couple with brick, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this terrific Tuesday edition. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Because over at MSU Denver Online, they're the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to face-to-face courses, courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But MSU Denver delivers. They have great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation. They're the preeminent online university in the Rocky Mountain region. Whether you're online or on campus, it doesn't matter to them. It's all the same. Their students do just as well online as they do in person, which means you get the same degree while continuing to live your life. So check them out, MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, what's shaking, my friend? Hey, you know, you're talking about the film on the rocks to open this thing up. And uh, I was looking on the schedule. Do I see they have Raiders of the Lost Ark on Friday night for the drive-in for film on the rocks? That sounds like it can't miss. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I couldn't get much better than that, right? And The Shining on Sunday. 
<laughs> kind of a Colorado classic, even though yes, a lot of it of wasn't course. filmed in Colorado, but set it set in Colorado, of course. And uh, yeah, hmm. What what better place? What better place to watch The Shining than right there at Red Rocks? <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, I mean, uh, th- that's probably the second best place. The best place would be at the hotel it was filmed. True. Yeah, up up in Estes Park where it was set, right? yep exactly oh my gosh anyway good stuff though good stuff and if if film on the rocks just changed your schedule well mace and i are kind of uh, experiencing Mm. the same thing we're planning on going live after the broncos practice but instead of uh doing what they've done in the past broncos switched it up on us they're doing a later practice today and we wanted to make sure that we were taught we could talk to you guys today so we are going live or we're, we're talking to you before practice today don't worry we'll have you covered on the dnvr.com with everything you need to know about practice and we will also be talking about it tomorrow but mace there's something else that we can talk about before mandatory minicamp happens. Yesterday, we talked about who has the most to prove, what we're watching for during mandatory minicamp. Let's talk about who has the most to gain during this mandatory minicamp, uh, especially because it's the last thing before summer. This is a big week for so many guys, really outside of like the Von Millers of the world. This is a huge week for so many players. So Mace, when we put, put that question out there, who immediately hops to your mind when I say who has the most to gain during mandatory minicamp? Well, you'd probably start with the quarterbacks. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> obvious, course. right? Yeah. Uh, and you'd say, I'd say probably Drew Locke has more to gain than Teddy Bridgewater this week. And it's not that Teddy couldn't gain anything, but if if Locke can, can take what he's done, at least in the practice that we've seen the last few weeks, you know, we see he's kind of trying to process things, go through his progressions, uh, looks a little bit uh, like he's thinking too much rather than reacting. But if the work that he's done, the coaching that he's received, everything that's been thrown at him, if it starts to stick and he's able to react rather than rather than think and make good, quick decisions and get the ball and, and get the ball out and get that kind of dynamic element back to him, you know, then I think that's going to be something that he gains. Like Shelby Harris said, uh, off-season work is uh, often about doing uh, what uh, you've struggled to do and uh, and trying to fix the areas that are shortcomings in your games. So if he, uh, he they've thrown a lot at him in terms of uh, in terms of the intellectual side of football, they've thrown a lot at him in terms of learning how to read defense better. So he's got to get to the point where it's a reaction rather than. A, a, a thought process and that's when he's I think going to start to make progress so if he could if he could grow in that area uh, that's massive for him and it's massive for his chance of winning the job yeah and you do have to start with the quarterbacks just like every conversation that yeah. we, we ever have during a quarterback competition and you're right it's Drew Locke he has the most to gain during this not just the quarterbacks but Drew Locke specifically because if Drew Locke comes out and looks sharp all three days of mandatory minicamp then we really can look at OTAs and say well look he really was just working on what he needed to work on he wasn't trying to be a great quarterback during OTAs he was trying to just develop uh, his, his ability to process to 
three, the defense to take the check downs. But if he comes out and he's slinging and he's hitting deep balls, he's going through his progressions. And when he needs to, he's taking the check downs. He's not making mistakes. Then we, we, we will almost eliminate what we saw in OTAs from him. Not completely, but pretty much eliminate and say, yeah, exactly. What Shelby Harris said was true. That Drew Locke was just working on his, the things that, that he needed to work on. But now is the week where you do want to show that Mace. Now is the week where you don't want to just continue to work on your weaknesses. You want to show that you've worked on those weaknesses and that you're better at them and, and that the team doesn't have to worry uh, about those weaknesses anymore. Now is when you show it. And then obviously in training camp as well. So you're absolutely right. Drew Locke sticks out. He has the most to gain because if he comes out and looks sharp, then we're going to say, wow, this guy has really taken a step forward from last year, and we can pretty much forget about OTA. So, Mace, after the quarterback competition, who comes to your mind? Who has the most to gain? Ooh, um, well, it's a good question, and part of it also is governed by the fact that you're not in full pads, you're not at full contact. We're not at that point until training camp, so – because of that, I think you take offensive and defensive line kind of off the table of this to say who could gain the most over the next three days. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll tell you what. Mandatory minicamp means you should have all the cornerbacks in there. So Kyle Fuller, he was there last week. He missed some time before. Ronald Darby should be there, of course. Uh, uh, Pat Sertan, Bryce Callahan. I think Pat Sertan has a lot to gain here. Yep. Because literally the first person that comes yeah. to my mind, Mace. Of course, because he's an Alabama guy. <laughs> I, 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 you know, you are Mr. Crimson Tide here, but I think you have an excellent point on this because you see Sertan against everybody else. I, I'm curious to see where, you know, how they line him up and uh, what unit he's on when they get out there today is when they go nickel, is he first nickel? Is he going to be out there? Are they going to ride with, with Darby Fuller and Callahan? If he's out there with first nickel, then maybe he doesn't have a lot to gain. Maybe he's already gained it. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. I mean, Pat Sertan, Mace, we've seen him as the starting outside cornerback all three weeks of Broncos OTAs. Now, the reason for that is because you didn't have all four cornerbacks, all four of the top cornerbacks healthy and on the field and at OTAs at the same practice. So Pat Sertan got the benefit of the doubt. He was that guy that was on the outside with Kyle Fuller expected to be there, and you hope that everyone else is healthy. I'm so curious to see what Pat Sertan is role is. Is he still the outside guy? Or let's say he's the fourth guy and he's not on the field in the true base defense. When does he get in? And then also, does he perform well enough that maybe today he's not the starter, but tomorrow he is? I mean, he has just been that good so far in OTAs where I wouldn't be surprised to see that. He has a lot to gain here, and I think that he can go into training camp truly, truly competing for one of those starting outside spots. Yeah. At whose expense, though? whoever doesn't perform this week. And, and obviously this week is just a primer for training camp, but if Pat Sertan is the best cornerback or the second or third best cornerback, he should be on the field. Don't just, don't just punish him because he's a rookie. He was top 10 pick. Oh, it's almost like, uh, 
with, with this uh, at cornerback, if, if everybody's healthy, you wish one of these guys could take a red shirt year in college and you could say, all right, we're going to use your contract here, use your year of eligibility next year when you've got a couple of expiring contracts in Fuller and Callahan after this year. It's too bad it doesn't work that way. <laughs> but at the same time with Darby and Callahan, you can't count on them being healthy all year. They have a history of, of injuries. Uh, Darby finally played a full season last year. Callahan's never done that. So, you know, it's going to come, you, you know, it's going to come into play, but you know, it's, you're faced with an interesting conundrum here. Um, because I think we can agree Bryce Callahan's going to be the slot if he's healthy, mm-hmm. no matter what I, that, that's something I think you feel pretty, pretty solid about. So what you've got at the two outside spots is, Either you're not going to play your top 10 pick. And if you're a top 10 pick in this day and age, you're supposed to play immediately. That's kind of the ideal. You're, you're not wasting any time. Uh, you want to get them out there as quickly as possible. So either you're sitting a top 10 pick or you're sitting uh, one of your two guys who has an average annual per year va- value on his contract of 10 million to plus. <laughs> Wild. Amazing. I mean, you know, this is this is where I think you can clearly say in the draft, the Broncos took their BPA, their best player available, because mm-hmm. that when you step back and you look at what they at what they did and they signed the court, they signed Fuller and Darby and then they turn around and pick Sertan with not enough starting spots in that nickel alignment available for for all three of those guys because they had Callahan. There are going to be some around the country who step back and say, well, why did they do this? This right. is going to be regarded as, as, as head scratching. Yep. It makes sense when you understand the injury history of Callahan and Darby. But yeah, if you're looking at sitting somebody, at least in, at least unless you get to the dime package, you're looking at sitting at sitting somebody that in terms of investment, you're not supposed to sit. And that's what's so fascinating about this. Yeah, it, it truly is. It's very fascinating. And it's going to be interesting to see how Vic Fangio and George Payton align because George Payton signed all those guys and drafted Patrick Sertan. It's going to be interesting to see if if Vic agrees that they should have had four stud cornerbacks. And mm-hmm. we're going to find that out by just how much those guys are used. All right, Mace, I got one more guy on the defensive side of the ball that I think has a lot to gain. And that's Justin Sternod. When we talk about the inside linebacker position, he's the biggest wild card. We know what Josie Jewell is. We know what Alexander Johnson is. Now, I think we we don't officially know what Alexander Johnson's uh, consistent ceiling is, but we pretty much know what he is. Those bo- those guys can both start in the NFL. We know that Alexander Johnson at times can play like a pro bowler. Baron Browning, a rookie, a, a third round rookie, Mace. I'm not expecting much out of him this year. So uh, I, I'm kind of giving him a pass this year. Not only a third round rookie, but also a guy that it was a tweener outside, inside. And so he needs to learn the inside position. So I'm not counting on him for much this year. But Justin Sternod, when we talk about this inside linebacker group, that's the guy. He's the biggest mystery. Mace, I mean, did, did we see him just for a couple of training camp practices last year? Zero preseason games, zero regular season games. And he's supposed to be this guy that can be molded into what Vic Fangio wants as a coverage linebacker. I I think he can gain a ton, Mace. I mean, he he could be the second starting inside linebacker if he has a good camp and a good training camp. He could take over Josie Jewell, in my belief. 
but also we haven't seen anything from him to say, yeah, he's going to do that. He can start that process now in mandatory minicamp. Well, the thing that Josie Jewell brings is uh, even though he doesn't have speed, athleticism, all that, Josie Jewell is rarely in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. And what is something that you see a young inside linebacker struggling at, no matter what their pedigree, uh, usually when they're out there, as a first year pro kind of the first thing is knowing where to, where to line up and not kind of just breaking the huddle and not knowing where to be, but how to react to the shifts, the adjustments, uh, the, the pre-snap checks uh, the quarterback makes. And, and, and that's part, and that's part of it. Now having Josie Jewell next to a guy kind of helps, but uh, I don't, because Jewell is, does so well at getting everybody set and and, and being in the right spot. It's possible that uh, that Sternod doesn't have to outplay Joseph Jewell. Maybe he has to outplay Alexander Johnson. Oh, here. wow. That would be a tall task. Yeah, because uh, because you know what kind of fire and energy Johnson brings, and you need that. Even though uh, you, you hear from uh, Vic Fangio when he talks about Johnson, and clearly uh, there are parts of the cerebral game that Johnson has not yet mastered. You, you love the energy. You love the fact that he can go sideline to sideline. But you don't you don't love the fact that he's out of position that uh, he has some MAs, some missed assignments. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Mace. And this also with Justin Stranod, this extends beyond just the inside linebacker position. What the Broncos did in free agency and in the draft with cornerback position hurt Justin Stranod. Because when we talk about, okay, how do you get all four cornerbacks on the field? Well, you're not taking Kareem Jackson off the field. You're not taking Justin Simmons off the field. You're taking an inside linebacker off the field. And so that just eliminates the opportunity for Justin Sternod to get on the field. Now, maybe Justin Sternod shows that he's the guy that can cover and should be counted on to cover the Travis Kelsey's, the Darren Wallers, the tight ends. Uh, but, but some people think it's Patrick Sertan. Some people think it's Justin Simmons. If Justin Sternod can prove that he can be that guy, especially prove it going up against Noah Fant, then boom, immediate playing time for him. So that is a ton to gain for him. If he's not able to prove that Mace, it may be very hard for him to see the field because it's not like you're going to be taking Patrick Sertan off the field in coverage situations to put Justin Sternod on. If he doesn't have a specialized role, no, you're going to have those four cornerbacks, two safeties on the field. Well, if you're going to prove that, if you're going to want to prove that, if you're the Broncos, you got to make sure that he's got the opportunity to line up against Noah fan, because that's, where the, the proof in the pudding is going to rest with all respect to, uh, to Eric Salbert and Austin Fort and the other healthy tight ends right now, uh, proving you can cover them. Isn't what you're we're looking for here to see from the Broncos inside linebackers in coverage. It's like you said, whether they can cover Waller, whether they can tr- cover Kelsey, that's four games right there where you're dealing with, an elite tight end just in your own division, let alone uh, what you're going to see when you go elsewhere in the league over the course of the 17 game schedule. So I would like to see them set up some matchups that, and, and that, and that's one thing I'm curious about. Do they get him out there for one versus one sub package and have him on Noah fan? Because that's not something that we saw terribly often in the first three practices. 
No, yeah, it, it's not something, and you're right. That's how you find out if you can cover elite tight ends is yeah. put them up against a borderline elite tight end. All right, mates, let's flip to the offensive side of the ball. But before we do, got to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And it's not just America's top-rated sportsbook app. You guys know it is our top-rated sportsbook app. We all love using DraftKings. And one of the things that I love about it that, that separates itself from all the other apps out there is – the ability to get daily odds boost. They have so many. I mean, I'm not kidding you guys. You can get a, an, an odd that's minus 250 turned into plus 100. I mean, over doubling your odds on a single bet. And they have those every single day for you to take advantage of. I love it because it makes, you know, what should be pretty much an easy bet. It just keeps it an easy bet, but gives you better odds. So make sure to check them out. And right now, they're also giving you great odds. I know the Nuggets are out, but if you still want to earn money in the playoffs, put $1 on any basketball team that's in contention to win. And if they do, you win $100 in site credits. That's 100 to 1 odds over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They've also got great odds and promotions for baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So head to the App Store now download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNBR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game and if they do you claim $100 in free credits that's promo code DNBR for a limited time only only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older Colorado only new customers only wager paid out in site credit restrictions apply see DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 also want to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group. We've had several DMVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentist. And later they reach out and let us know how great their experience was and thank us for leading them to such a wonderful practice. Look, there's nothing more rewarding than hearing that from our listeners. So please, if you go over to Green Mountain Dental Group in Lakewood, if you make that switch, just tell us your experience. Tell us what you, what you liked about them. Green Mountain Dental, of course, is in Lakewood, like I mentioned. That's just about 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're big-time Colorado sports fans, just like everyone over at DNVR. Our sales director, Lindsay, had her wisdom teeth out at Green Mountain Dental and said it was literally the best dental experience of her life. Maybe Noah fan should have gone there. Uh, Green Mountain Dental, they'll send a personal card to your home after becoming a new patient. And if you have a surgery like Lindsay did, they'll call and check up on you a few days later. You're not just a patient when you're in the dentist chair at green mountain dental you're a patient you're a patient and you're part of their family all the time they're going to follow up let you and check on how you're doing and guess what if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam you're going to get a free sonicare toothbrush that's a that is a significant freebie it gives you it, it gives you ter a terrific brushing experience and what it'll do is it'll beep every 30 seconds you should brush your teeth for two minutes every time you do it. And by beeping every 30 seconds, basically it tells you, okay, 30 seconds for one quadrant of your mouth, 30 for another, and so on. That's what I mean when I say it promotes good brushing habits. That's a Sonicare toothbrush. You're going to get that for free if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental Group, the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're in Lakewood. Schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental. Get that Sonicare toothbrush today. The DNVR Golf League was popping last night, and that's just one of the benefits you get 
from joining our family over at thednvr.com. Not only do you get to join all of the awesome, cool leagues we have, like the DNVR Golf League, you get access to our members-only Discord where you don't have to worry about politics or, or all the uh, all the negativity on Twitter. You get extra raffle tickets at all of our watch parties. You get to talk to us in the Discord as well. We get to read your comments on this podcast. You get a free DNVR shirt with an annual membership. You get a big beer for the price of a tiny beer at the DNVR bar. Just ask for the members beer and you get to read all of our content. Guys, I'm just scratching the surface with everything you get from becoming part of our family. And we would really appreciate it if you went to the DNVR.com, joined our family. And when you do, make sure to reach out to us on Twitter and let us know that, that, that you joined our family. Make sure to leave a comment in the comment section, which we're going to get to in a second. But Mace, let's get back to this conversation we talked about a couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Who are some guys on the offensive side of the ball that have the most to gain in, in mini camp and maybe at the beginning of training camp? Well, we talked about him earlier. And of course, Melvin Gordon's coming back. We talked about him yet, but we talked about Javante Williams yesterday and what he could have proved. He's, had a, a chance in front of him the last three weeks, Melvin Gordon uh, sitting out OTAs. But uh, I think he has a chance uh, kind of with that side-by-side comparison, the, the snap-by-snap comparison uh, with Melvin Gordon. I mean, if you see Gordon and Williams splitting reps and Williams looking at least as explosive and reliable as Melvin Gordon, then he could gain a heck of a lot in terms of that running back dynamic. Yes, he certainly can. That's a person to point to because Melvin Gordon doesn't have a lot to gain. He comes into this as a starting running back, and it's definitely his job to lose. But I think it is at the point where it's it's his job to lose. He doesn't have a 100% hold on this starting job like a Von Miller does or something like that. Javante Williams is his was drafted to be his replacement now likely in 2022 but it could happen in the middle of the season and mace if he looks good enough why not have him be the starter at the beginning of the season if he truly looks that good so i think you're absolutely right this is the first time that we're going to see javante williams and melvin gordon go head to head and if he looks better man that's going to create a conversation for the coaches and for us during the during the summer break of holy cow, is this guy better? Should the Broncos actually go with him being their one and use Melvin as their two? I don't think Melvin's in jeopardy of of not making this team this week, but I think Javante has a lot to gain here. Well, the interesting thing is Pro Football Focus uh, not too long ago did a story on worst contracts on each team. Guess whose contract they chose for the Broncos? Well, I can only imagine with this conversation, Melvin Gordon. That's right. Melvin Gordon's contract. Uh, of course, uh, if they were to cut him, I don't think they'll cut him. Let's actually say that they somehow uh, trade him. All right. And a team needs a running back. Javante Williams is proving he's a stud and they like Mike Boone for depth. And they even like Royce Freeman as a number three. If they trade him, Zach, they could save $6.941 million on the cap. They'd have $2 million left of dead money. But there's the savings on that contract i believe would exceed the, the the cap number the combined cap figure for mike boone javante williams and uh and royce freeman i'm just going to con- kind of confirm that here royce's cap number is 1.2 not 1.219 this year boone's cap number is 1.8 million dollars yeah so yeah th- think about that for a moment that if they trade or cut melvin gordon 
the savings exceeds what their what their outlay is to all three running backs. How about that? So if they just cut him, they would save six million dollars. Yeah, over wow. six million dollars. Now, Mace, do you think the Broncos can see enough from Javante Williams this week that they would feel comfortable just straight up moving on from Melvin Gordon, whether it's cut or trade? No, no. And I think also it's a matter of not just saying, okay, we haven't seen enough because we haven't seen them in full pads and running back kind of like O-line and D-line is a position where you want to see the full pads on to get the full look. But the other thing is, why, why would you deal Melvin Gordon right now? If you have a surplus at running back, if Javante Williams is the way, the truth, and the light at the position for the Broncos in 2021, why would you deal Gordon now? You wait until there's an inevitable injury at running at, to a significant running back somewhere around the league or a team that just isn't happy with that position. And then that would be the moment where you, you make a deal. So if Williams is the number one running back, I don't think a trade happens until mid to late August of Melvin Gordon. If they, and, if they did that and there's no indication that's on the radar, just want to make right. that clear. But if Williams plays well, and I mean, let's say, I mean, you know, God forbid, but you know, just, just name your, your great running back around the league and they get hurt. Then you might have a situation that could, uh, that, that could tickle a team's trading bone to Ooh. pick up Melvin Gordon. I like tickling trading bones. That's for sure. And you wouldn't but get you're... much back. You get back a, a probably a, a day three pick, but we know those picks have value to George Payton, especially Ooh. if you've just, in midst of all that, if you traded for Aaron Rodgers and you're trying to find a way to recoup, at least in terms of numbers, not value, draft picks that you would have dealt to Green Bay in such a deal. All roads lead back to Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. <laughs> there we go, Aaron Rodgers. In the second segment today, look at us. We're, <laughs> we're maturing. We're not just mentioning him right off the top of the show. Uh, but, but Mace, um, so, something else with that, though, is if you're what, – what did you say? Tickling a, a team's Tickling a bone? team's trading bone. It's a, it's, it's a playoff of a phrase from Seinfeld uh, when they talk about uh, – about putting when Kramer wants Jerry to put up a, a, a an ad, a classified ad for a, a van that he got a, for a gig instead of getting paid, but he doesn't want the van. It's ridiculous. And so Kramer writes the phrase interesting trades considered in the classified ad. He's like, no, it's just about tickling their buying bone. <laughs> so if that happens though, and let's say there's an, an injury to a team that has a bell cow running back and, and mm -hmm. they're not set up like the Broncos where they've got two and they're a contender. I think you can get more than a day three pick, but I, I agree. I, I don't, I don't think that happens. Uh, I, I do think Melvin Gordon is on this team, but it really just shows how much Javante Williams has to gain this week and in the beginning of training camp as well. I think that's a great one. All right, Mace, who else on the offensive side of the ball outside of quarterbacks and running backs? Well, I think you dig deep down the depth chart a little bit past the guys at the top um, wide receiver. I think two guys that really could make a statement are Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams. And it's Literally more statement. The two guys I was going to point to Mace. Yeah. More statement for the long haul than the short term. But uh, with all respect to Tim Patrick, who we like an awful lot, that he had a terrific season last year, didn't drop a pass, very reliable. But 
Cleveland and Williams have both shown flashes. Cleveland being a year further down the line is the guy who'd be kind of ahead in that discussion. But if they keep making the progress they've demonstrated to this point, then that does make Tim Patrick expendable long-term, no matter what else happens at the receiver position. If you can see Tyree Cleveland or Seth Williams being another Tim Patrick, then uh, that's where, again, uh, does a a trade possibility come into play? Um, Back to Aaron Rodgers for a moment. Is Tim Patrick a player that gets included in a trade? In terms of in, in terms of player capital, in addition to draft capital, you could think about that. A, if the Packers were interested in Tim Patrick in such a deal, but B, if you look at Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams and say, if they have to play, one of these guys can replicate Tim Patrick. Exactly, Macy. You're exactly right. Those are the two guys I was going to point to for that reason, and because these are guys that have flashed already. We saw Tyree Cleveland flash last year in training camp. We saw Tyree Cleveland flash at the end of the season. And he was talked about as maybe that Tim Patrick type of guy. Now we've already seen Seth Williams flash in OTAs. And we talk about him as being just an incredible athlete. In fact, he was an incredible athlete coming out of high school. One of the top 10 athletes uh, in his high school entire class in the nation. And he went and made some athletic plays when he was at Auburn. He's a guy that can, that can show that he can be kind of a freak athlete too. So you got two of those guys. Mace, if one of them pans out, you absolutely win because you drafted those guys with day three picks. And if one of those guys pans out to even be a Tim Patrick, wow, you won right there. And you're right. It's probably not much for this year, but it does make Tim a little more expendable. Let's say if a similar situation happens that we were talking about at running back with another team, what happens if a team's number two wide receiver goes down in training camp? And I hope that doesn't happen. I'm touching wood right now, but let's say that happens. You can get a day two pick back for Tim Patrick potentially. And then if you see enough from Tyree Cleveland and Seth Williams, you say, okay, we feel good enough about our depth here. We're not going to count on either of those guys to be big time players this year. Like we kind of were with Tim, but we feel comfortable about our depth here. Tim, thank you so much for everything you've done. We'll take a third round pick back for you. Yeah. The, the other thing that comes into play there is of course, uh, two guys who have dealt with injuries, KJ Hamler, He's missed time this summer because of a hamstring injury. If he's healthy, he does something this week. That certainly uh, help, That certainly helps his cause for playing time. But also, if you know that Hamler might have some struggles with the hamstring injury, another guy who could uh, make Tim Patrick expendable, he isn't a wide receiver. It's Albert Okwebunam at tight end. Now, I don't expect we'll see much from this week as he continues to work his way back, but We've seen a lot of two tight end sets to this point, mostly with Noah Fant and Eric Salbert. Salbert serving as the blocker, and he's going to factor into the mix. But you you keep working on two tight end sets, and if those two tight end sets end up involving Fant and Okwebunam, that means that maybe you go one player lighter at wide receiver go a little bit heavier tight end and effectively some of your spread type packages are going to be two tight end formations because of fan and Okwebunam. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. You're 100% right there, Mason. Man, that's someone that we're really going to have our eye on, probably deep into training camp to mm-hmm. see just where Albert O is. Uh, also, Cortland Sutton. Now, he doesn't have a lot to gain in this mandatory minicamp. I don't expect him to really do much more than he's been doing uh, d- during OTAs, which is just running around, doing individual drills, but not doing seven-on-seven seven or team. That's someone that we're going to keep our eye on later in, in the offseason or, or in training camp, I should say. Mason, anyone else that that jumps out to you because to me that that's a very solid list of of guys that have something to gain yeah i mean i don't want to get too much in the o-line d-line again they're not in pads but uh something uh that uh was mentioned last week and uh, Lloyd cushionberry talked about was uh, just improving it being able to kind of read defense's intent uh get all the pre-snap checks and alignments uh set and be smooth there so it's going to be something that maybe isn't quite as obvious when we're watching practice, but just seeing how smoothly Lloyd Cushenberry handles things at center pre-snap, that's going to be more important than what we see after the snap. He made progress there late last year. If he continues to build on that, then that potential competition, the minors Cushenberry competition in camp may not really materialize in the way that we thought it would if Cushenberry continues to improve and kind of seizes that job in year two. And I'm going to go with two guys also on the offensive line. One of the guys that's competing with Lloyd Cushenberry. I'm going Quinn Minerts. I want to see just how much he's getting in the rotation now that they'll be doing 11 on 11s. That's what I want to see this week is does he have a real shot? Because last week Lloyd Cushenberry did talk about this competition being a, a, a competition, a true competition, and he's not backing down from that. But I want to see if the coaches view that as well. So we're going to be able to see if if uh, Quinn Minerts is truly competing for that, just with how much how many snaps he takes, and then also a guy that Shelby Harris talked about with uh, you know loving eyes last week, Natani Muti. Mace, what does he do this week? Does he show us any sign of maybe being able to push someone for their job, whether it's this year, whether it's next year? Man, everything we heard behind the scenes about Natani was great last year, but we knew he was a developmental guy. He got in for one game, looked very good in that game that he played. And then Shelby Harris said he's the only rookie that threw him on his back <laughs> last year. So that's certainly a guy that I'm going to have my my eyes on because when he sticks out to a defensive lineman that's now making $9 million, he's someone that uh, I don't think we can ignore. Yeah, that's a great point to, to bring up Mootsy. The problem is where's the spot for him when you've got uh, Reisner and Graham Glasgow over the two guard spots, like you mentioned, this could be about setting him up for next year. And the, uh, and of course you get into 2022 Reisner is on the, is in the last year of his rookie deal. Uh, kind of the, the obvious uh, one right now, if Mooty gets better is Graham Glasgow. And uh, if the Broncos uh, waited until after June one uh, of 2022 and let go of Glasgow, they'd have $9 million of cap savings on their 2022 cap. Mm, or something else you can do. Let's mm-hmm. say that Minerts and Cushenberry don't really develop for this year. You could slide Glasgow inside and have Mooty mm-hmm. play as a starting right guard this year. You, that's something you could do uh, if you just want the best five out there, like we heard last week. 
yeah, that's the, the question is who, who is the best five right now? And, uh, and the thing, the thing is, I mean, Glasgow has played center. So that's why you would kind of slide him in rather than, uh, move, moving someone else over. But, um, I think Vic wants to see Cushenberry continue to develop. I mean, Vic seems pretty fond of, uh, of Lloyd Cushenberry and the progress that he's made. And, uh, it's he always good. Lloyd Cushenberry. It's always good to have the head coach in your corner. It's also good to get savings on car and home insurance because you deserve better. I deserve better. Everybody deserves better. And the staff and members at DNVR deserve better as well. So we've seen members and staff here put their policy to test with Gabby. And when they did, some of them found that Gabby saved them hundreds of dollars on car and home insurance. Literally, Eric Weedham, you know him as D-Line Co., actually saved over 1300 bucks. Think of what you can do with 1300 bucks. So what is Gabby? Well, G-A-B-I, G-A-B-I, pardon me, literally stands for Get a Better Insurance. And getting a better insurance with Gabby means getting a better price for the same insurance coverage. Gabby is the one true comparison platform with real rates and will give you an apples to apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, including big names like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers, and they'll do so all in one place. Here's what you do. You take your current insurance information and get started. In just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it's free to use. It takes minutes to do, and they're not going to sell your info ever. So you don't have to worry about this resulting in spam or robocalls on insurance, blah, blah, blah. Not going to happen. Gabby will make sure that your information is secure with them. So put your policy at a test like people at DNVR did and get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out. And there's no obligation. Go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash dnvr gabby.com slash dnvr speaking of better for cheaper mace that is what hassle cattle company is doing but they don't want to brand themselves as the cheaper option because it's just as good as any other wagyu beef that you can get in fact they call themselves the blue collar wagyu because it's the best damn wagyu that every man or woman can afford and it is incredible we had a man i saw someone just get a hassle cattle burger last week at the dnvr bar they didn't get any toppings on it they just wanted the patty and man, was it thick? Was it juicy? Did it look incredible? You guys can get that at the DNVR bar for just $12. And of course, you can get it from hasslecattlecompany.com. That's H A S S E L L cattlecompany.com. Use promo code DNVR10 for 10% off the delicious Wagyu. And of course, they have more than just burgers. You can get Wagyu smoked sausages, New York strip, beef bacon, Wagyu Frank without any fillers, of course, and two jerky flavors, original and sweet and spicy. The sweet and spicy is delicious. And of course, their hamburger isn't just good in our eyes. It won Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. So it is loved all across the country. And also, they're giving you a, a chance to get buy three, get one free on their flank steaks by using DNVR flank. That's code DNVR F L A N K at checkout to get buy three, get one free on these very affordable flank steaks. They're only $9.99. So get three or get four of those for only $30. There's a fantastic fantastic meat if you want to marinate they should be 
thinly sliced against the grain when you're carving. So make sure to check out all they have to offer over at hasslecattlecompany.com. Use code DNVR flank for to get buy three, get one free on flank. Use code DNVR10 to get 10% off. And of course, all orders over $200 get you free shipping. Check our friends out over at Hassle Cattle Company. Also check our friends out over at Solace Meds, a premier dispensary for y'all with some hot deals to offer in this really hot month. There's a, there's an excessive heat warning out in Denver, by the way, but uh, what's hotter the heat in Denver or the hot deals over at Solace Meds, which has four convenient Colorado locations, Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway in Denver and one on East Colfax blocks away from the DNVR bar. And these are the deals they've got this month. 20% off all glacier concentrates, 20% off mile high extractions, for a 1,000 milligram cart, 20% off CBN gummies, two for 25 on Koala and Solace 100 milligram bars, and 15% off any three grams of Connoisseur concentrates. And buy three, get one free for the entire store. And remember, all these amazing deals you can take advantage of and get the additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use that magical, magical code DNVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds will make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You can head on over to their website at solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. You go to that site, view their menu, order online, and pick up at the nearest location to you at your convenience. And like I said, when you make that purchase, use that magical code DMVR20, get 20% off the entire purchase. Of course, there's no better way to support DMVR than by supporting our partners. So go online and purchase or go on over to one of their four locations and get the best customer service, service pardon me, and 20% off. That's DNVR 20 at checkout for 20% off your entire purchase. Every time, check out solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com. All right, mates, let's hop into the comment section. First one coming in from Bronco and SF. Congrats on a great season, Nuggets. Get healthy and run it back next year. All I'll say about the flagrant, too, is I think you have to understand Suns fans have lost a playoff series because Steve Nash had his nose broken. So when a guy's frustrated, angry, winds up and gets a guy in the nose, hits close to home for us. Okay, back to football, he says. What is a reasonable timeline for a Rodgers trade? If mandatory minicamp starts today, are those the dates you guys were talking about last week where the team has no choice but to find him? Did they end up finding him for the no-show last week? So, no, that is not the date. Mandatory minicamp camp they can excuse a player and then that means that there's no fine however once training camp rolls around i believe it's a fifty thousand dollar fine per day and you cannot excuse training camp practices right exactly so we haven't heard whether they've chosen to find him or not so i mean i, I might guess that they're not that they're not going to go ahead and find him but like you said gets training camp it's mandatory and that's when it gets up to fifty thousand dollars a day and that'll start add up, adding up quickly. But then again, I mean, you could, you could, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you get $50,000 a day. That means it takes you 20 days to get to a million. Oh my gosh. 30 days for 1.5 million. So they could, that could also persist into the season. And so you could be looking at a scenario when, if he set out the entire year where he's fined $6 million. Just from his practices, right? Because then you're also talking about him forfeiting his paycheck. Yeah, but State Farm has taken care of him as as well. So, (laughs) Like a good neighbor, right, Mace? Yeah, they're the best neighbor that Aaron Rodgers could have. (laughs) Count Locula, a complicated fellow named Rodgers, 
thwarted camp in a chic Hawaiian lodge. His colleagues did drills while he sought many thrills and Reisner drove to work in his Dodge. Love the count. <laughs> wow. Just How did beautiful. Dalton come into that? I guess it was to get a, <laughs> yeah. to get a rhyme with Lodge. She went with Dodge. So <laughs> just incredible. Mace, do you have a uh, response to that just off the top of your head? I, I have not. I, I only saw that uh, a little while ago when I checked the comments. So I have not had a chance to get a, a, a matching limerick in. I'll, I'll work on that later. I will tell you, poetry is not my thing. So uh, count, I'm going to have to rely on you. I love it. I, Next, I, I'd probably start by saying since since Count Lockula did the rhyme with Rogers, I'd probably try to do a rhyme with Aaron. Mm, yes. There once was a pastor named Aaron. Who was very barren. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got. <laughs> there once was a pastor named Aaron whose bank account was anything but barren. <laughs> he decided to hold out. Yeah, he, chose to, he chose to hold out. He chose to hold out. He knew he had clout. And the Packers threw him out. Well, no, it would have to rhyme with Aaron. And, <laughs> it would have to rhyme with uh, Aaron and Baron, right? So there once was a. So what these, rhymes with what these rhymes poems are Baron? too hard? Clout and then what the heck rhymes with Baron? Baron, um, you get Darren. Sharon, Karen. Yeah, Karen. I mean, I guess you know, but that's a name. Um, how it'll be a while before he throws a throws on a square in square in route. I don't know <laughs> how about that. Okay. Well, we tried our oh. best. There. That was a good team effort. Next one coming in from Casper says, fellas, is there anybody on the 2021 projected defense that could start on the 2015 defense? How say you? So we have a couple people chiming in. Count Locula says, give Harris over Wolf. Shelby Harris over Derek Wolf. Do you agree with that Mace? As much as I like Shelby Harris, uh, I think he is like, he's the equal of wolf but he's not better than wolf in 2015 in particular wolf was terrific that year so was malik jackson that's the tough thing is that was Derek wolf's best season but -hmm. because i love him yeah i'll go with you count give me shelby over wolf but like mace is saying pretty close to a push yeah we're talking about 2015 right inside linebackers i'm i'm going with trevathan and brandon marshall over jewel and johnson I'm taking 2015 Vaughn over 2021 Vaughn. I don't know because we don't, we're still learning what 2021 Vaughn is. Um, take so then it, the, yeah. count, the count also says Callahan yeah. or Sertan over Roby. Do you agree with that? I, I'd say yes. Callahan mm-hmm. specifically. I, I wouldn't say Sertan just yet because we don't know. Um, if you get a healthy and, Callahan, then and believe, yeah, I'm taking one of those guys. And believe it or not, as much as you like TJ Ward and Darian Stewart, I think, Justin Simmons is starting at one of those spots. Maybe he's starting for TJ Ward, even though that's a different skill set. Darian Stewart was really good that year. Mace, I'm taking both of the Broncos safeties uh, this year over the 2015. So I'm taking both of those guys. One corner, if we want to include Roby as a starter, I'm taking one of the Broncos corners from now. Uh, And I think... And and I'll give I'll give the count Shelby as well, but I think that's it. Dan Burke says Draymond over Malik Jackson is his hot take. Oh. Yeah, that's too hot of a take. I'm not doing that. That was Malik Jackson's best season in the NFL. The other the other hot really hot take he says is Bryce Callahan over Chris Harris Jr. 
No, no, no. Not that year. No. You know what? Maybe, and, and, maybe and last this, year. And this is the thing. We expect this defense to be very good. One of the best in the NFL. But by and large, we're taking the 2015 defense man for man over 2021. It just yeah. reminds you how historic and how special that 15 defense was. And mm-hmm. I don't even think it's fair to measure this defense uh, relative to that because 2015 defense is measured relative to the 13 Seahawks, the 2000 Ravens, the, the 02 Bucks, the 85 Bears, the 76 Steelers. Now, obviously, you're adjusting for the era for each of them, but that's the company the 15 defense keeps, not just a, a great defense from any other year. Exactly. Yeah. And that's why I think I only have like four of the 11 starters from this year mm-hmm. that that would be better. Still the majority of the on the 2015 defense, no doubt. It's a top five to top 10 all time defense. It's yep. a unit for the ages. Does Mace, I know this is a, um, you know, ridiculous to talk about ceiling and potential. Does this defense have the chance to be in that conversation? A top 10 all time defense? No. Why not? What's the difference between 2015 and now? Von Miller, six years older. Um, Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf were perfect for that defensive line. Mm-hmm. Akeem Talib is going to be a Hall of Famer at corner. Um, you had Demarcus Ware, who was a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Right now, you don't know if Bradley Chubb is a Hall of Famer. Basically, I mean, you kind of start there. There are three Hall of Famers on that defense, and um, Talib, I think, will get in. I think Chris is going to just miss, although being all decade is going to put him into the room at some point. I, I At this point right now, I don't see three Hall of I see one Hall of Famer in Von Miller. But right. I don't see three Hall of Famers on this D. And that's like you talk about the great defenses. You can kind of just rattle them off and you can and you can just kind of rattle off Hall of Famers uh, on those on those units like the 85 Bears, Dan Hampton, Richard Dent, Mike Singletary, uh, the the O2 Bucks, Derek Brooks, Warren Sapp, John Lynch. Uh, this this 2021 defense, while good, doesn't have a big three like that. Right. Yep. And that's, that's very fair. I think that's a great argument as to, as to why Mace now should they be top 10 and defense in NFL this year? Absolutely. Top five this year, in my opinion, absolutely. There's no excuse for for anything other than that. I'll be disappointed if they're not top five. I agree. That's what you should expect as a Bronco fan. Yeah, absolutely. Next one from Melbourne Bronco. Hi, guys. With mandatory minicamp starting, I'm curious as to how long a session runs. Is it a full day of film study, practice, gym, etc.? And what do you guys get to see? Well, great question, Melbourne Bronco. So when we talk about mandatory minicamp, we get we obviously talk about the part that we get to see, which is practice. And today, practice is scheduled to be two hours, but it looks like it's going to be closer to an hour and a half range. And maybe a big reason for that, Mace, is we are uh, experiencing record temperatures temperature heats and Vic Fangio decided to put this from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 
I think he will need to shorten practice, which it looks like they're going to. So about an hour and a half to two hours of practice on the field today. Uh, they'll be going 11 on 11, but you're not going to see tackling. You're not going to see hitting anything like that. Um, so not, not a true full 11 on 11 scrimmage type of thing, but an hour and a half practice. They also have meetings. They also have uh, weightlifting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And film study along with that. So yeah, it is, it is a, a week that does resemble training camp to some degree, not, not to the point where they're staying for dinner, but this is much closer to camp than what they've had uh, the last, the last few weeks, the last few weeks they practice, they're out the door, you know, they're, they're done with practice in the morning, uh, late morning. They're out the door in time for a late lunch. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not this and- case, not this, not this week. <laughs> And additionally, Mace, uh, they had media day yesterday where they did a bunch of stuff for social media, but that wasn't really much of of a day for them. They'll have a long day, you know, quotations, long day today, tomorrow. And then Mace, Thursday is likely to be an off day. So it's really like two days of training camp this week. Yeah. Do you think they'll even do kind of the, 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 uh, the three point shooting contest and things like that? They did a couple of years ago. The last yeah, normal probably. offseason, you yeah. know, may, didn't Vance Joseph bring in an ice cream truck one year or something like that? Then the first year Vic was here, he did the uh, he did like the uh, Olympics. Hell, Josh McDaniels brought an ice cream truck to training camp one day <laughs> about that. Did yeah. media get to indulge? No. Yeah, of course not. Josh, Josh would never do that. Of course, of course not. not. But great question, <laughs> Melbourne Bronco. Next that one, is, Dan Burke. Is, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a great question. He says, hey, guys, I know it's early and this is probably something you'll be able to uh, ascertain in training camp. But have y'all had uh, to name an undrafted free agent that's making the final roster? Where would you go? I've been a fan of Andre Mintz for a while, and I know Vic complimented him a couple of weeks back. But Sean Byer seems to be in a lot of highlight videos, photos from the Broncos are putting out. So maybe we should be reading between the lines there. Either way, I'd say it's between those two, if any of them. Also got a shout out. Mac McCann, not sure he's going to make the roster because of the numbers game, but dude was a baller in college when he was healthy. So hopefully he can stick around. What do y'all think? Yeah. Mac McCain, the third from North Carolina, a and Greensboro. Yeah. Wouldn't be surprised if he sticks on the practice squad. Look, I, I I'm going to kind of make a, I wouldn't say an obvious choice, but uh, one that um, could make a, a lot of sense. And, and we talked of course about, cap savings uh, at running back. Um, if Max Duffy does well and the Broncos could save close to $2 million at punter, I think they would take that. And mm. so I, I'd say Duffy has as good a chance as any. Um, Sean Byer is interesting because at tight end, if they do go, if they go, if they do go four deep, which is a legitimate possibility, or even five deep, because Andrew Beck can play fullback as well. If they go heavy at tight end, it's uh, there's a spot there for Bayer to take. He'd have to nudge out Austin Fort in all likelihood to do that, but there's a path for Bayer, especially if uh, if Fort's knee issues end up flaring up over the course of the summer. 
And I'm going to go with what I've seen at OTAs, and it is Sean Beyer. It's not just the highlights and very astute observation, Dan Burke, uh, in in the videos the Broncos put out. Um, He's the one that's making the most plays as an undrafted guy so far. I mean, I feel like both Teddy and Drew are looking looking to him left and right. Now, maybe that has to do with that, you know, Drew's checking down a lot, but still, he's been getting a lot of action. Yeah, very, very good. Good stuff, Dan. H-Town Bronco. Hey, boys, long time, no comment. Just renewed my subscription for another year. Love the DNVR fam. Hey, glad to have you for another year. Glad to have you hey, along with us. Got him again. Thanks, yeah. H-Town. I just recently moved to Austin, so I guess I'm really ATX Bronco now. If any DNVR fam is in Austin, is in the Austin, Texas area, let me know of a Bronco bar around. Maybe we'll catch a game. Hey, I love that you're in Austin. No offense to Houston, but that's a major upgrade going from Houston to Austin. Yeah. Well, Mason, I, I have never been to either, but I've only heard good things about Austin. Austin is the one place in Texas. I think I could live and really enjoy myself. I heard it's like, uh, it's like kind of the boulder of Texas. It's equivalent it is. to that. It is except a lot bigger. I mean, Austin's a big metro area. And now it's got, uh, uh, a new so- a new pro soccer team coming in, of course. So How about that, yeah, Austin is uh, starting to take its first steps into major pro sports here with that. But um, yeah, cool town, a lot of great food, a lot of great barbecue as well. Although oh, some bet. of it is outside. If you drive about twenty five minutes out from Austin to Driftwood, the Salt Lick is had one of the most amazing meals I've ever had. Was at the Salt Lick. Oh well, was right amazing. there. Yeah, just it was brisket, brisket, pork, all all the trimmings on the side. Their sauces are amazing. Uh, you got literally some like beans, my favorite. Yeah you, li- yeah, you literally sit at picnic tables outside at the Salt Lake. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, that's classic barbecue. Oh, yeah, it's it is the quintessential Texas barbecue experience. But you get out in the country, you're right there in the Texas Hill Country, which is very pretty, by the way. And um, enjoy a meal. So anyway. H-Town Bronco, now Austin, ATX Bronco, perhaps, continues, says, I'll be in Denver most of July. Going to stop by the fame DNVR bar and see what the hype is all about. Hope to see you all there. Quick note, y'all broke my heart that all the Bronco shirts are sold out. Sad day. I use my free shirt on the DNVR team letters, which I still love. But y'all got to stock up for your boy. I desperately need that Von Miller goat shirt. Well, don't worry. We are working yeah. on it. Yes, that is being efforted. Um and uh, pretty exciting to, to think of, to, to think about the, uh, the t-shirt possibilities coming up uh, this year. So just stay tuned, sit tight, man. I, and I gotta say like, we're, we're going to have some awesome things, but we need some, we need some hope for the Broncos. We need someone to jump out. We need to seem to be good. And man, the shirts will be popping. I can guarantee that. Well, that's the thing. Like you, like you had Phil Lind- we had Philip Lindsay for a while. Right. And, uh, yep. and, and that sustained it, but now Phil is, Phil's an H-Town Bronco. He's not really a Bronco. <laughs> yes, he as, is. As Zach's cat makes an appearance on the Zoom. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Saying oh, hi. Hello. Next one from NDAC Logan. Hey, guys, could you talk a bit about Williams and his impact so far since he's been with the team? Have there been any clues on how they plan to use him? Has he been out there catching passes and catching them well? Cheers, Logan. Well, kind of like we said, Logan, uh, the running backs have been uh, rotating like crazy so far and that includes with melvin gordon not being there javante williams has been getting the first snaps he's been getting the third snaps he's been getting the second snaps he's been getting you know he's been all over the place and he's been doing it all he's been uh catching passes out of the backfield he's been running so really we 
to be honest, we have not got an idea of what his role is going to be. Maybe we'll see a little bit more of that this week with Melvin Gordon back. Yeah, and one thing, though, because we've seen Drew kind of checking it down, dumping it off, taking what's there, we have seen him involved in the passing game. And the other thing I can say for Javante Williams is watching the way he reads the holes as they develop and hits them, he seems to have a pretty good idea of where to go. Uh, we haven't seen him, at least in the practice we've been at, we haven't seen him running into the butts of offensive linemen as some other guys have. Next one from Mark IT Snatch. Hey guys, another two for for a two for for a few of it. Maybe the same player, but who's the one guy from the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins that rubbed you the wrong way, but deep down you would have loved to have on your team? Ooh, ooh, wow, good question. Um, you know. I don't know why, but there was I, I, something I just didn't like about Zach Thomas, the longtime linebacker for the Dolphins, but I would love to have had him in my team's uniform. I, mm. I, again, I can't explain why. I really can't. I, <laughs> that's, it's weird. I, I just I, Maybe it was just like I, I saw him in a game and he made against the Bucs. Like, now, the Bucs and Dolphins, even though they don't play very often, they play in the preseason, and the, the – such was their preseason rivalry that they actually had to stop it for about a decade because there were fights in the games. So, wow. and part of it is also with, with, if you're from Tampa, you kind of hate everything Miami. Right. <laughs> so, so that makes sense. There, there's know. an easy one for you. I'll go with the, with the dolphin. I'll go Jarvis Landry. I, I don't really know why. I guess I just kind of thought he was a diva. I don't even know if that's right or not, but uh, uh, he, he's a good player though. So would have loved to have him on the team. Yeah, and then the Buffalo Bills. Ooh. Man, it's hard to, like, hate a Buffalo Bill, right? Well, back in the early 90s when they were winning a ton, that's where, you have to, that's where you'd have to go when they went to four Super Bowls in a row. But the thing is, the fact they kept going back, you develop some empathy for them. And it's kind of hard to feel bad. And oh, I'll go another diva wide receiver. I'll go Stefan Diggs. I mean, oh. he, he's uh, oh. you know, he just seems like a diva in my mind, and he'd be great to have on your well, team. Well, then it just hit me. Ter- Terrell Owens was a Buffalo oh, Bill right. briefly. There you go. <laughs> yep, easy. I, you know what? Every team that Owens was on, I think I'm just gonna say that's the guy. Yep, that yep, rubbed me the wrong way, one. but I want on my team. Yep, yep. Next one from Ohio Bronco Alex says, homies, who's your most underrated player in the AFC West? And who is your most overrated player in the AFC West? Oh, (laughs) (sighs) most underrated player is who the most, the most underrated player in the AFC West is. I've got mine, Mace. Oh, this is you, you uh, go ahead. This is this is tough to say, but I think it's Derek Carr, especially coming from Broncos country. I think people view Derek Carr and write him off immediately as just like, oh, we we can get a better quarterback than him. Uh, Broncos are are better than him. He's with the Raiders. They stink. And uh, Derek Carr, while he's not a top five quarterback, I mean, he can very easily be a top 10 quarterback, kind of at worst, a top 12 quarterback. And Mace, it's not just 
easy to get a guy that's better than him. Uh, I think the Broncos have, have really viewed, not the Broncos, but Broncos fans have really viewed him as just a write-off. But in reality, he's not a Mahomes, but he, he, is, he is a darn good quarterback that can beat you. Yeah, I can't argue with that. And last two years, 48 touchdowns, 17 picks. <sighs> rating, passer ratings of over 100 in both of those years. Mm. And yeah, top top five, top six quarterback, no. Top 10, top 12, yes. He's in that level of quarterback where you pay, if you, you're paying him, but you still have to surround him with a, with a little bit to kind of push to get him over the top. Basically he's, he's kind of Matt Ryan. Almost. He's in that Matt Ryan category. Yeah, that's fair. Pretty that's good. Very fair. And are you building around him? Yes, but he's, he's not going to reach that elite class. He's like, he's, you could say like a, like a going back in the day, Ken Anderson, someone who's still waiting to get in the hall of fame, you know, nearly 40 years later after he retired from Cincinnati, pretty good quarterback did get them to one super bowl. Boomer Esiason got the Bengals to one super bowl. That's uh, could have great years, but not sustain it though. That's, that's the kind of cat class that uh, Derek Carr is in. And yeah. that's okay. That's fine. And look, the Raiders have a lot of questions. Quarterback shouldn't be one of them, but John Gruden is always looking for something else. That's just the way he is. He is. No matter he what he has, is. he's always looking for something else. How about Mace, overrated? How about overrated? Uh, overrated? I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Maybe it's just because he rubs me the wrong way. His stats prove that he's very good, but man, I feel like not, not last year, but a couple of years ago, people just talked about him as being, you know, God's gift to, to, to football. And it's like, Oh my gosh, get out of here. He's a good wide receiver, but like incredible. No. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I actually saw, I was looking up overrated and underrated and last year, I think it was on yard Barker. They said the most overrated player on the Raiders was Derek Carr. No, wow. <laughs> and I and I think we both agree that he's underrated. Um you know what? Before the Chiefs parted ways with Eric Fisher, that dude was kind of at the top of my overrated list. Mm, fair. Um well I guess the Chiefs heard you and uh decided to uh go a different direction. Yeah. Um oh boy, overrated, overrated, overrated. So is this a mace stumper right here? Yeah, I, I the thing is, it's hard. Like, cause I, this is not something I put a great deal of thought into before, and it's subjective. And I hate subjective questions. And with that, maze will end on Keenan Allen being the most overrated player in the AFC West. Hey, I love it, and I think Broncos fans can get behind it. And really quick, one thing that you guys can all get behind is our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the metro area. They're only 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, and they're a longtime DNBR partner. So show them the love because they've showed us the love. And also, when you get your teeth cleaned, which is something we all need to do, you get two awesome things by checking out Green Mountain Dental. Actually, you get so many things. First, you get to talk Colorado sports with them because they are extreme Colorado sports fans just like us. You get the best family treatment out there. They call, they follow up with you. Make sure that everything's doing okay after you have a big procedure. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All you have to do is tweet at us or tweet, tweet at us when you go there and sign up for a cleaning x-ray and exam 
and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush over with our friends at Green Mountain Dental. So make sure to check them out because supporting them really helps us. Thank you all so much for tuning in with us. For Andrew Mason, I'm Zach Stevens. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the DNBR Broncos podcast. Flying cotton